On the drive home on Triple M, good times and greatest hits. We'll back to some music in a couple of minutes' time. It's Cliff in the drive home trying to uh, catch up with what's happening in the United States. And every now and then we get hold of my friend Bruce Wolpe from the United States Study Centre. He's with us now. How are you, sir? Great to be with you, Cliff. Thanks so much. If I had a whole bunch of money and <laughs> I was to, to have a bet, would it be a better bet to go to the casino and put it on red or bet that even given what's happened overnight, there will be gun change laws in the United States. What say you? uh, Better to bet on the gun change laws, but let's face it, it is very modest. I mean, it it is uh, gun control light, and that's the best characterization you can put on it. But I do think it will help save some lives. We may not know about it because we'll be talking about gun massacres in the country for a long, long time. Um, but I do think by having more background checks for people between uh, 18 and the age of 18 and 21, and that is the age group responsible for most mass shootings in the United States, mm. I think some will not occur. Ten Democrats, ten Republicans have signed this. The chances of getting through the Senate, I would think, would be reasonably slim. Is that your thought as well? Well, with, t- with 10 Republicans, what that means is that you have the votes even when you require a supermajority in the Senate to pass it. So that is really important. What's really interesting about those 10 is none of them will be on the ballot in November in the midterm elections. So they, <laughs> they're coming forward to vote to do the right thing, uh, but escaping. Some are retiring, but some are not up for election in November in order to escape the wrath of the gun lobby and the people who vote with the gun lobby uh, who are highly motivated voters. So that's a really interesting little political twist on this. The NRA, and as I want to say, no responsibility again, uh, the, the power that they have is absolutely incredible. And look, it's not the first time that we've talked about political donations for any party anywhere in the world. It happens. But I, I'm led to believe that Marco Rubio took over $3 million from the NRA last year. They're not going to want to give that up. Is that the power that these guys come with? They're like, hey, I don't want to cheese off these guys or I'm gone. I'll be out, I'll be out of the seat. Well, two things. Yeah, they have the power. And uh, and they and they use it, and they're not afraid to use it. And the and the fact is, though, gun owner uh, gun owners who are voters uh, are the most highly among the most highly motivated voters. In other words, they are really single issue voters. And uh, and which is why uh, the proposal to raise the age by which you can buy an assault weapon from eighteen to twenty one didn't have a chance in hell. And that's what goes on. It is it's pretty sickening. Can you explain for me? What is it about guns in the USA? Because, you know, you see these people and they go, oh, it's in the Constitution, you can't change it. Oh, I see. So you don't understand the word Second Amendment. What is it about the psyche, Bruce? It's almost theological, um, but it it has evolved. I mean, it was 1994. Yes, that was 30 years ago. But in 1994, the NRA acquiesced in a 10-year ban on assault weapons. Uh, But that has uh, corroded and... Uh, and the NRA has found that um, helping its existence is to go out to the extreme on gun ownership. Mm. And plus, I think pressure from the base. I mean, I think people really do have this uh, spiritual uh, tie to gun freedom. And uh, now, you know, you have the governor of Texas a, a, a few months ago saying, you know, in Florida, the people in Florida are buying more guns per capita than we are. Texas, get with it. Buy guns. <sighs> I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. 
But I'm sorry, it is, it's all too believable. Yeah, because we've seen it year after year after year, which, yeah. is, which is sort of begets my first question of is it, a, is it a, a, a bet? We'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Well, two things. When things get horrible enough, then it forces some action, and as we've seen here, as limited as it might be. If there are more, if there are more people motivated to vote in the same numbers as gun owners, they actually can change the numbers in Congress, and that actually can work to advance legislation. Mm. And that's what politics is all about. I've been watching the January 6th committee hearings as well, and uh, apparently Trump did a 12-page document saying, oh, it's just a smoke and mirrors show for the American people. But there's some stuff that's coming out of that that's outrageous. Apparently there were other people telling him, you've lost, stop this. But he listened to Rudy Giuliani, who was uh, supposedly drunk off his head, and said, just say that you've won. How much is going to stick from these uh, meetings, do you think? Because evidently the uh, Attorney General's taken a very close look at it. I think that uh, I think there are several audiences here. And for some, uh, the hearings mean nothing. But for others, it might be important. For the Trump base, I don't think it, the country is so divided and Trump has his base. I don't think the base is persuadable. There are independent voters, which are just like the Teal voters here in Australia that mm. go from one to the other. I think they can be reachable because the magnitude of what's being discussed is, is so so strong and so potent. And then I think there are Republicans who want to um, – who are looking ahead to 2024 and saying, you know, we got to look ahead. We can't be obsessed with 2020 as Trump is. And, so, and you have several candidates like Ron DeSantis and Mike Pompeo and Nikki Haley and, Mike, and Vice President Pence. And so I think they're saying, uh, Donald, we love you, but you're not the future. So I think there can be movement in the Republican Party for Trumpism without Trump. I love the irony of this because Donald Trump's got this uh, uh, social media app called Truth, but they've been banning people (laughs) who want to put anything there about the January 6th hearings, which is kind of strange because they're all about freedom of speech. Can anyone put irony into the next sentence? It it sounds like a Russian media platform to me. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, What is it, Pravda, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Pravda Social? Is that what it is? Das Vidanya. Thank you, my friend. You take Tune care. In. We'll talk soon. Have some vodka. Thank you. <laughs> take care. Bruce Wolpe from the United States Study Centre. If you missed any of this, we'll put it up onto the catch-up page and, of course, on the Triple M Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Bruce back with us in a couple of weeks on Triple M.